Hello everyone, welcome to the very first episode of the Not My Problem podcast. Wow, this is a really big deal for me. I have talked about wanting to do a podcast for forever now. I think at this point we're probably going on about two, maybe three years, which is kind of ridiculous to think about because I've talked and played around with the idea of starting a podcast for so long and I just kind of never got around to it. For a number of reasons. One, if I'm being completely honest with you, I was lazy. I didn't want to invest the time, the money, the effort into actually doing a podcast. But I feel like a lot of it came, you know, with its own set of problems. A lot of it being insecurity because like putting your first couple episodes out there and like promoting it is in my opinion, feels kind of cringy because nobody knows about your podcast. You have to like tell everybody about it and it's like, hey, this is this new thing I'm doing. Please support me. Um, But I posted a trailer for my friends and they loved it. They loved the idea of me finally doing my podcast. So I had this overwhelming feeling of support, which like really pushed me to wanting to do this podcast. And I think that's why I'm here today. Also, the fact that we're quarantined and I'm stuck at home and I quite literally have nothing else to do kind of just propels me forward into doing this podcast. So here we are, first episode. It's currently April 7th, 2020, and you know, we're here. It's a great time. But yeah, with that, I was kind of just like, what will people think? What if it's terrible? And then I was like, no, if they don't like it, they won't listen. And that's fine. If you don't like it, if it's not your cup of tea, then that I appreciate you for trying, but I can't force you to listen. I think I'm relatable and I think I'm funny and my friends think I'm funny. So I'm like, okay, if anything, I'm going to do it for myself and my friends. And who the hell cares if strangers on the internet don't like my podcast? So here we are. (laughs) And then the second part of it was this weird idea of saying like, oh, I'm not an influencer, so I can't put out content. But if you think about it, everybody who's ever been an influencer, unless you're like Kylie Jenner and you were just like born into this lifestyle, you have to start from somewhere. Like not everybody had so many subscribers on YouTube or whatever else they're doing in their life. So I said, I don't have a massive platform, but I'm relatable. And I want that to be what keeps me grounded. I don't really care to be one of those podcasters that has like thousands of followers and like a really big following. Granted, and I won't lie to you, if that happens, it's going to be really fun, guys. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you, but that's not my end goal. Like I just want to share my story, share, entertain a few people and produce relatable content. That's basically it. I want to keep this as raw and natural as humanly possible. I want it to be like we're sitting at brunch, mimosas in hand, and I'm just telling you about the past week, what's been going on, what's the tea, what is the crazy thing that I read on the internet, and us just laugh. Granted, we're at home, and there are no mimosas. Unless you have a mimosa at home, then I'm into it, and I support it wholeheartedly. But if not... Raise your glass of water or your glass of wine or your white claw. I am a big white girl. Girl, I've had one too many white claws in like the past. I don't know. I've been quarantined for a week. This is week four now. 
it's been a lot. Don't ask me how many cases of White Claw I've gone through because it's a lot. But that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, I just I just want to shoot shit with my friends and shoot shit with the internet and put myself out there and hope people listen. You know, I guess that's that's the gist of it. Okay, everyone. So my name is Nestle Mitchell. I am 24 years old. I was born and raised in Manhattan, New York City. But I live in Atlanta, Georgia now, and I have lived in Atlanta for maybe the past 10 to 12 years. I still will say that I'm a New Yorker till the day I die. I don't care that I've lived in Atlanta for longer than I lived in New York. It doesn't matter. I cannot resonate with being an Atlanta person. I love Atlanta. It's cute. It's a fun time. I've had a lot of great memories here, but I don't know. I'm a, I'm a big city bigger city gal. Let me not pretend like Atlanta's not a big city. But truthfully, my heart belongs in Seattle. Um, I talk about Seattle more than I talk about any other place in the United States. I want to live there so badly. And we're already on the first episode and we're only about five minutes in and I've already told you about my love for Seattle. And I can just tell you now that it's going to happen quite a few times in this podcast journey. I, whenever I get the opportunity to tell you how Seattle is the love of my life in a state form, then I will. So there's that. <laughs> but I mean, what else is there about me? I, I don't, I wanted to be one of those people that you just related to because they were just your average Joe. Like I work in corporate America doing analytics And that's about as interesting as that gets. Like, unless you really want to dive deep into analytics and, like, the type of analytics that we do, which I'm pretty sure you don't. And I'd like to gain listeners and not lose them. So we'll just leave it at that. But, hey, if you want to slide in my DMs and talk about some analytics, like, sure, we can do that. (laughs) But I have a dog. Um, I love going to concerts. I hang out with my friends a lot. I'm a big brunch gal. I love going to brunch. Um... Just getting bottomless mimosas with my friends and talking about life, which is why I kind of wanted this podcast to give you that kind of vibe. I'm like four mimosas deep telling you about my deepest, darkest secrets, and it's going to be a great time. And then I, I don't know. I, what else about me? I guess like, that's about it. Like my name's Nestle. And when I was little, I tried to email the Nestle companies asking for royalties because I thought they stole my name. But like, I mean, (laughs) honestly, Nestle, I actually slid in their DMs maybe 2016. And I asked them to be, um, I asked them to be an influencer and like I would promote them. And then I told them I was basically their long lost twin and that we were made to work for each other and I DM'd about six Instagram accounts that Nestle ran, none of which emailed me back or DM'd me back. I gave them my phone number, my email, and my Instagram handle and nobody answered me. We love that. (laughs) But hey, Nestle, if you're listening to this, I'm still available. We can still make something happen, like slide in, it's fine. But yeah, so that's a little bit about me, but I want this to be as raw and like authentic as humanly possible. So I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to say um a lot. I'm going to say like a lot. I'm probably going to awkwardly pause and stumble over my words because your girl can't talk. But hey, it's going to be fun. I'll edit it as much as humanly possible. Like if it sounds awful, then we're going to cut it out. But hey, if it fits with the vibe, then we're going to keep it, you know? 
We edit in post, but sometimes you gotta let it happen. So I don't want to put my podcast in a box and limit it to a specific topic, which is why I toyed around with the idea of putting out a podcast for so long. I really wasn't sure if I wanted to say, oh, we're just going to be a dating and relationship podcast. Oh, we're just going to talk about music. Oh, we're just going to talk about media. No, I want it to be all encompassing and I just want it to be me sharing my personal stories as it relates to any of those topics whether it be dating which there is none (laughs) Um, work work drama media music concerts that I went to and like stories as it relates to concerts telling you about an experience that I had with a friend all of the above it's not gonna be as one lane podcast show you never know what you're gonna get when (laughs) I release an episode because I don't know what I'm going to record until I like step in front of the microphone so you know that's what that's gonna be about but we really want to just celebrate our problems that aren't really problems but we're gonna complain about it anyways which I think first of all I'm a professional I'm a professional at that and millennials in general like we're just really good at complaining about things and we make fun of like the Karens of the world, but like, hey, we are the quickest generation to like hop on Twitter and demand that we get a refund because we had slow service on any service that we had. It's actually crazy. So I guess you could say that it's a society and lifestyle podcast because that's what is labeled on iTunes and all the other things. But we're just gonna have candid conversations about whatever, you know? figuring out how to adult and everything in between. And then I really want to bring my friends in because obviously I'm not had a brunch table alone. Like sometimes I'm with my friends and I want to bring them on and we can just talk about whatever and whatever I think they're a quote unquote expert at or they just have a lot to talk about. And I don't know, like kind of like a master class of like a podcast not really but I I think it'll make me make them feel a little bit better if I told them that they were like a professional at something so that's what we're gonna call it I'll be releasing this podcast on a weekly basis at the moment I've chosen Thursdays because Thursdays just feels like a good day gives me the weekend to really like think about the podcast content that I want to release and then gives me Monday through Wednesday to actually record the podcast and if you're listening to this the day it comes out you heard me when I said I'm recording this on April 7th and it comes out on the 9th so we are really pushing the limits here Okay, guys, let's get into the episode. So I wanted to start off by talking about COVID-19, the Rona, Miss Rona, Rona, Mrs. Rona, all the things. Because I know it's something many of us are probably tired of hearing about or reading about on the news because the news is very tragic nowadays and the cases are just incredible increasing exponentially as the days go by. It's actually insane, but I feel like I wouldn't be doing my civic duty if I didn't talk about it. So here we are. I'm not going to talk about it for too long, but I really, for the sake of this, like being a timestamp of life and what's going on in the moment, I think it's only right that we, you know, discuss it for a little bit. But anyway, so I've been social distancing for about three weeks now, and I highly advise everyone to stay the hell home if you can. And I want to first start off by saying that social distancing and complete quarantine are two different things. Social distancing is you trying to avoid going out as much as humanly possible. And if you are out, you're keeping six feet away from people to reduce the risk of infection and spreading the virus. 
quarantine means you are not leaving your house. You are going anywhere. So I don't want to hear people saying on like social media, I am quarantining, but you're at your friend's house drinking with them. Like a quarantine party? What is that? That's not how that works. And it's very frustrating to see. So I actually have a friend who is DMing people who aren't social distancing and making them aware of their impact. So if you know someone that needs to be told that they need to stay the hell home, let me know and I will send them off to my friend and my friend will handle it for you. Because this is actually ridiculous at this point. Nobody's actually listening and they're like, our summer is going to be over and like our summer will be over if you don't stay the fuck home. It's crazy. A concept. Wild. But I also just wanted to take this time out to thank all of the essential workers who aren't able to pause their life and able to stay at home for weeks on end while while we try to flatten the curve and prevent this disease from spreading. So I wanted to just say thank you to the healthcare workers, the first responders, social workers, food delivery and grocery store workers, and just thank you for showing up to work every day. And we're internally grateful for you because... I don't know what it would be like to put myself on the line every single day, so I, can, I can't I can only imagine. We're all just trying to make it out of this <sighs> epidemic, pandemic, with the least amount of um, mess at the end of this. So this whole social distancing with Miss Rona, people are doing a lot more Zoom dates, FaceTime dates, and virtual happy hours, and I just want to let it go on record that I thoroughly am here for these virtual happy hours. Because like, let's think about it. Nothing screams alcoholism more than chugging four margaritas in the span of an hour while just staring at your friend through a screen and we're all just looking at each other, sipping our alcohol, wondering where we went wrong in life. It's actually really crazy. So I've had, um, I've had quite a few happy hours at this point. Every, every day is a happy hour because like, like, what else are we doing? Um, and by happy hour, I mean, I drink one White Claw, maybe two. And that's my happy hour, you know, really living the dream over here. But I've had a few happy hours with my friends and they've been fun. But I had a work happy hour and that was very fun because I enjoy my team. But it was also one of the most awkward experiences that I've ever endured. So... Like I said, I enjoy my team. Everybody's like relatively in my age range. Um, I'll never tell them to their face that I, I like them, but the sentiment is still there. Like they know, but like I won't let you know. Gotta stay humble in these streets, you know? We're all deciding to do a happy hour because that's what all the kid, cool kids are doing. And like I see on LinkedIn, everybody's like having virtual happy hours with their team so we're like why not let's do it but there's honestly nothing worse than getting a group of introverts um to socialize virtually because now we're just sitting on the screen talking about absolutely nothing while drinking our alcohol because you know you know work on monday it's like happy monday what'd you do this weekend and then you talk about what you did over the weekend and then 
you go through the week and you don't talk about your personal life whatsoever until Friday hits and then you say, happy Friday. What do you have planned this weekend? And then it's just a vicious cycle from there. So when we don't have that because we're all just at home, I mean, I guess you could ask them what they did that weekend, but everybody's just gonna say that they were at home doing nothing or watching Netflix. Like that's, that's the only answer. So it's just awkward silence while we all drink our different types of alcohol and then... The only exciting thing left to discuss is everyone's living situation. So everybody's giving us MTV crib version of their homes because like what else is there to do? And then you just casually watch the one person who has a very large cup of alcohol and you're like, yeah, you have a problem. It's fine though. So now I'm just like, do I actually like, I like my team, but do I actually want to do these virtual happy hours again? Because it was really uncomfortable. And then, then there's like no more happy Friday because every damn day feels like a Friday. So we're on the happy hour and I'm like, okay, if we're going to liven up the party on zoom, it lets you pick like backgrounds. So I'm like, okay, find an external picture of my office. And then I'm just like, Hey guys, I'm at work. And it's actually so cringy. But it was hilarious and I thought it was pretty funny and that's all that really matters. So that's that's virtual happy hours in a nutshell. But I was having another conversation with my friend who isn't at work, just another friend having another alcoholic Zoom day. And we also did like the crossword puzzle after drinking a couple of drinks. So that was fun. That's where my life is. I'm doing New York Times crossword puzzles for fun. Yeah, I mean, I guess that like, that sounds cool. Like, oh, wow, she's cultured. She's doing New York Times crossword. I mean, I'll take it, but also like, what else is there to do? So we're doing, we're having our Zoom day and then there's just so many fads going on on the internet. Um, so we're just like getting stir crazy because I, I'm not sure how much longer I can live this life. And then everybody's going insane and there are no rules anymore. And so with this whole new social distancing order, like you have to find new ways to keep ourselves entertained. And, you know, let's just say some things are better than others. I would put the crossword puzzle somewhere in the middle. Like it's not that bad, but it's like not the best idea. But it's kind of gotten to the point where I'm just wreaking havoc havoc on men for the fun of it. So I am single, very single not on any of the apps. I retired that because I retired it before the whole Corona thing happened and then it happened and then I just kind of realized I don't want a pen pal. So I'm just, you know, living life solo with just me, myself and my Netflix. So it's a really great time. But I decided to, you know, open up good old Snapchat and I haven't, I'm on the verge of deleting Snapchat. Are people still using that app anymore? I really just think it's time for it to go. But So, you know, like I open up the good old handy dandy Snapchat and I literally just pick every like male that's name sounds kind of familiar from like I met them and they're not like a friend or like a work acquaintance and I just start typing in the chat, but I don't send anything just so that they get a notification that I said like I was typing, but I didn't actually message them, you know, just to no real reason. I was just bored and I just like wanted to harass them. Um, so a lot of them were like really confused and they just, they like send back like a question mark and then you just open the chat and they don't say anything. Is that toxic? Is that a definition of toxic? Or, I mean, I think it's fair game. Half of them, I I don't even, 
really know how I know them. So I guess it's a fair game. But then there's this one guy that keeps, I don't, I honestly have no idea who he is. He just keeps sending me weird pictures and I'm just like, please stop. Like, I'm like, stop. I don't want them. I don't even know you. Like, he just doesn't get the hint. But you know, there are no rules anymore. These men are out here wild. It's like the wild, wild west out here. It's super embarrassing. But not nearly as embarrassing as the fact that we are resulting to these IG challenges where you're like tag a friend and post an embarrassing photo. Luckily, this only happened for maybe like over a span of three days, but people were posting like horrendous photos of themselves on Instagram and they're just captioning like until tomorrow, I think was the caption. And then I'm like, I'm liking these pictures because they are hilarious. Not because I actually like the picture, but I just want to give you a pity like for even feeling like you had to post this picture. So I like the picture. And then people are DMing me and it's a part of, it's like a challenge. And I'm like, oh no, oh no, honey, we're not doing that. I don't care if I liked your hilariously awkward Insta photo. I will not be subjecting myself to that level of embarrassment, but nice try. You tried it, it's not happening. Next, but I don't know. I don't know what's worse, these IG challenges or the fact that people think that they can go on Instagram live and it's okay. And... I'm just going to do the world a favor and tell them and speak for the people when I say that now's not the time because I, we all, if you're not a celebrity, like somebody of some status where we care to see you on Instagram live, unless you're doing like something hilarious, like you're just stuffing your face with like the hottest hot sauce and the hottest jalapeno peppers ever and you're on live doing it and or you're putting on a show like I don't want to see you on Instagram live because there's truly nothing more awkward than accidentally clicking someone on Instagram live and it's just you and the person staring at their screen waiting for someone to join and then you join and you look in the top right corner it just says one person and the one person is you (laughs) it's so awkward and then a lot of the people like I follow, but we don't actually speak. So they probably see my name join the Instagram live and they're wondering why, why is she my Instagram live? And I'm asking the same question. I'm like, why are you on Instagram live? We don't need you to do this right now. It's so awkward. And they're just staring at their screen, expecting people to join. And I'm just like, please let the dream die. Please. We don't, we don't need it. We don't, we don't want to see it. And then they really double down on this, this dream that they're having by going live with another friend. And to be honest, this is just insanity on an entirely new level because these people are just having conversations that should be held over FaceTime and are expecting people to just watch them. Like I'm just supposed to stare at you while you have your personal conversation and have your inside jokes with a person I never met. I don't follow them. Why? Would I want to do that? So make it stop. Tell a friend to tell their friend to stop going on Instagram Live. It's sickening, it's tired, it's old, it's cringy, and we're only a month into this. Like, I don't know how much longer I can take this level of insanity. So let's talk about TikToks. Um, And let's just start off by saying that TikTok is a thing. It has been a thing 
for maybe like the past like six months it all I remember when TikTok was just like the annoying ad that came up on Snapchat when Snapchat was like still alive and well but now all the Gen Zers are like famous off of TikTok by doing dances that really aren't dances and like throwing it back but also lifting their arm and legs up like they're like a dog trying to pee it's really uncomfortable if you think about it but it's a thing and because we have nothing better to do we're doing these TikTok routines um and I mean like as much as I want to say that it's really bad and I acknowledge the fact that it's really bad I also acknowledge the fact that there's quite literally nothing else to do so just like why not I get it I really I really get it but it's just uh I I maybe I'm just salty because I can't dance so I'm just like you do you I'm mad about it but just do it anyway but I can't dance I I've tried to do a couple of these routines even the simplest routines and I'm just so uncoordinated I didn't get that gene nobody in my family has that gene actually um so maybe that's why I'm bitter but you know it's fine but in the meantime I'm just <sighs> watching love is quarantine on Instagram because I'm obsessed and if you don't know what Lovey's Quarantine is, then you're very behind on the times. And I will tell you about it because I'm obsessed. So, we all know what Love is Blind is. If you don't know what Love is Blind is, you live under a rock and you need to log on to Netflix and watch the show. That's about it. So, Love is Blind came out and then during this coronavirus, there is an Instagram account that appeared called Love is Quarantine. Love is Quarantine is exactly what you think it is. It's Love is Blind via... Instagram and because everybody's quarantined so they pick six to eight people they go through the whole motions of um love is blind they have them have phone call dates and then after they have the phone call dates each person like records video records their opinion or like what their initial thoughts were with the dates and then they post it on the Instagram page and that's how you follow the dates. They're actually hilarious. I tried to get on Love is Quarantine um, and it didn't work. I DM'd them several times. I'd sent them numerous audition tapes and nobody answered me. So I guess my one claim to fame didn't work out. And if I can't get on Love is Quarantine, then I probably shouldn't try to get on any other reality tv show maybe i should just let that dream die next time we'll see it's fine i'm fine not salty <laughs> not salty at all but so that's basically like where i'm at in life it's it's really tragic but we're into it and so for the final topic that i really wanted to discuss with you guys is another trend that's circulating the internet which is something we've technically already seen before, but it's circulating Facebook and it's the 10 unpopular opinions um, trend where you post 10 things that everyone seems to like, but me, a normal human being, does not. And I'm not going to go over all 10. I do want to talk about, you know, my top five and, and really just, you know, talk about it with you guys. So if you guys want to see the rest of the list, let me know. I will share it on the Instagram page. But let's get into my top five unpopular opinions. Number one, Friends, the TV show. And I know this is a hot take. I'm very aware because people really are diehard Friends fans. And I, I not only do I think it's overrated, but I also think that it's just absolutely terrible. 
the jokes are so cringy and it's just not funny. I don't understand. Like, if they didn't have the laughing voiceover, I would never know when the joke is because it's just so it's so awkward and then you like I understand it had a very good storyline across the seasons but I just don't think it was executed in you know a way that I would enjoy watching it but it's not my worst in popular opinion there are some worse shows but Friends is definitely up there because people really enjoy that show number two is sitting in a bathtub which is very specific but All I hear anyone talk about is bathtubs, bath bombs, bubble baths, milk baths, you know, watching Netflix with a glass of wine in the bathtub. It's all gross. It honestly is. And I will be the first to say that I have taken a bath before. And there's never been a time where I've taken a bath and felt like I was clean afterwards like I don't care how clean you are prior to getting into the bathtub it's still kind of disgusting and I always have to take another shower after getting out which I just think defeats the whole purpose of like sitting inside of the the bath bomb that you bought from Lush for an absurd amount of money it's like ten dollars for one bath it's kind of crazy I just I can't get into it it's just really gross like, it's a cute Instagram moment because, like, watch it fizz up and, like, fills the water and makes, like, the bubbles and, like, the colors of the water look really cute. But aside from that, like, what what are you, what am I getting out of this besides sitting in your own dirt? Because that's literally what taking a bath is. But you do you, boo. It's just kind of gross. Number three. And this is very geographically specific. But weather above 80 degrees and that that's it that's the tweet that's the statement because if I'm being completely honest I'd really say anything above 75 is a little too hot for me let me see but it's currently it's because I'm already cooking and let me just see what the weather is it's currently uh, 75 degrees and I already feel like I'm cooking and melting outside so that's how I know that this is not for me I know a lot of people find warm weather to be pleasant and I do agree that anything below freezing is cold. Like I do acknowledge the fact that there is a thing as too cold, but I really don't like the idea of sweating the moment I walk out of the house or just sweating in general. It's not a cute moment unless I'm at the gym, which I'm never at. I don't want to sweat. It's just no. Like, why do you want that? And I'm not I don't need to tan. So let's just put that out there. Like, I don't need to tan, so I don't need it to be high. Just an inconvenience. And then, like, I have to, like, do all the things to make sure my makeup is looking flawless and not shiny. It's too much for me. I can't. I can't handle it. So (sighs) can we just have, like, 60s all the time? Like, that's, that's a great time. That's what I need. Number four is probably my hottest unpopular hot take and it is Disney and there are a lot of prefaces that I need to make before I go into this um first one being that there are certain exceptions I'm a big Disney Pixar fan and that's the exception but the hype and more specifically Disney adults really weird me out and let's talk about it so I'll start my mini rant by saying that 
if you love Disney, you might want to fast forward. I don't think I'm going to go that hard into it because it's the first episode. I want to gain followers. And I know this is a really hot take for a lot of people. But I've been to Disney as an adult and I truly gave it the good old college try. I did all the things. I bought into the experience. I did the cringe mini ears. I drank around the world. I sat in all the long lines. Like I did it. And I can wholeheartedly say that it was an okay experience. Way too expensive, first and foremost, but an okay experience. But I don't get the hype. I don't I don't understand. So I know so many grown ass adults who are obsessed over going to Disney World. They have the shirts with the Disney quotes. They have the mini ears for days, like collections on collections of mini ears and then they post memes about how they're counting down the days until they're back at Disney and I'm just looking at them like most of these kids most of these people don't even have kids so why are you so obsessed with it what about Disney is really resonating with you this much for you to go hard for it so much and maybe I'm just a no fun bitch, but I just don't get what is so amazing about putting on those mini ears and then wandering around in blistering heat in a disgustingly crowded amusement park, paying hundreds of dollars to stand in line for hours of your day. What what about that sounds like an, a good experience? Like, let me know. Let's talk about it. So part of me thinks that these people are just like emotionally unstable or stunted because I I just don't get the hype and that's that. And last but not least, number five, Dunkin' Donuts. Honestly, I can't even think of anything that they do particularly well. Donuts, the donuts themselves are inferior and in every possible way, if we're being completely honest. And then people have the audacity to tell me that they make the donuts in the store. And but we've all seen a Dunkin' store. It's tiny. And then at night you see the trucks come and load the racks of donuts. So how are you telling me that these are fresh donuts? I don't understand. Anyways, besides the donuts, their coffee is lackluster um, when it's plain. And then when you put cream and sugar in it, it's literally ruined because it tastes sweeter than candy. It's like you sip it and then you just feel like you're about to get a heart attack because of all the freaking sugar. It's insanity. And like the only saving grace is that they have really good restrooms. Like if I'm going to give them anything, they have relatively clean restrooms, which is honestly the only reason why I'll ever step foot into a Dunkin' because I'm sure as hell not buying anything from that establishment. And that's that. Well, there you have it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed listening to my show, tell a friend, share it on your Instagram page, do all of the things, and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you're notified every time a new episode comes out. I really appreciate it. I know this is my first episode, and it was a probably could use a little bit of work, but hey, it's a learning experience. We're only getting better from here. Um, be sure to follow me on Instagram at notmyproblempod and tag me in all of your Insta stories slide into my dms if we can have a conversation about god knows what and you know it, it'll be a great time we can shoot shit together but it's been fun guys have a good night